There's a lot of stuff out there in the realm of pop culture that, frankly, isn't great for your family. But today, we're going to talk about a fantastic alternative, one that you may well be aware of, but then again, maybe not. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show. Focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Well, each week on The Plugged In Show, we want to give you the information, encouragement, and equipping that you need to navigate the waters of popular culture. And let's face it, sometimes those waters are a little bit choppy. Sometimes they can even feel like, well, they're kind of shark infested. But there's good stuff out there too, and it just so happens that Focus on the Family is home to a long-running audio drama called Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey, where wonder, excitement, and discovery are just around the corner. Today, we've got three members of the Odyssey team here with us to tell us what that franchise is all about and why you need to know about it. And in our second segment, our resident video game reviewer and maven... I love that word, maven. Do you think of yourself as a maven, Bob? Not often. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I dub you the maven. Bob Hoos is going to tell us about three new video games aimed at kids and teens that, well, they may not be completely perfect, but they're a lot better than some of the other options out there today. So Mm -hmm. we want to bring you up to speed on those. And before we jump in, I'd also encourage you to follow the Plugged In Show wherever you get your podcasts. Take a minute to leave a review for others who might be wondering just what our show is all about. Thanks. Well, as I mentioned at the outset today, I'm joined by three members of our Adventures in Odyssey team, one of whom, shockingly, is our very own Bob Hoos. Shockingly. You know him as Plugged In's video game guy, but (laughs) the reality is, long before he came to us at Plugged In, he was already a producer, a director, and a writer for Adventures in Odyssey. And with that in mind, I'm going to have you introduce our other two guests this morning, Bob. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. We have Marshall Younger. Hey. And uh, Marshall is a is the showrunner for the show. Okay. Now, now he's been a writer for many years and, of course, this brilliant genius on the team. But uh, but in terms of the <laughs> I, showrunner... I'd rather, I'd rather you say Maven. Oh, Maven. Yeah, the Maven <laughs> yeah, on I'd the team. I'd rather be called Maven. Uh, but uh, a showrunner, for those that don't know, is sort of like the manager, the guy who pulls everything all together, makes sure that it's all working. And the ringleader. And, and yeah, yeah. You, you, you get to the studio on time. You record everything just the way it's supposed to be done. And then, of course, we also have Bob Smithhauser. And for our plugged-in listeners, a lot of you already know Bob Smithhauser because he was part of our plugged-in team man, at one point. I mean, he was, he was not only very key in our first podcast, but he was also uh, the editor for our print magazine. Yes, for, for many, many, many a year. 21 years with plugged-in and not too many places could lure me away, but uh, Adventures in Odyssey. Adventures in Odyssey yep. did it. And, yeah, and you know what's really cool, though? Because when we talk about the power of media, you know, for 21 years we talked about it from the side of, of Plugged In. Yeah. But now being able to be exclusively positive, I don't have to worry about reviewing any of the negative stuff. We're, ta- we're only so dealing great. with good yep. stuff here. And yeah. so we've been doing that for about... Nine years together, I guess, right, Marshall? That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, you yep. were talking about sharks in the pop culture waters. Well, Adventures in Odyssey is sort of like the dolphin, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's intelligent and it's friendly. You know, all those sort of things. And and Bob, everybody Smith, loves a dolphin. That's right. And and Bob Smithauser is uh, you're you're in charge of the 
Well, the Adventures in Odyssey Club, but what's your title there? I'm the producer of the Adventures in Odyssey Club, which I think later on uh, in our conversation we'll talk, about, we'll talk that. about that. But yep. um, but that's been the role. I've gotten a chance to do a lot of fun things. I actually started out uh, working with the podcast and doing some extracurricular things with Odyssey while yeah, I was yeah, still with right. Plugged In. That's so, right. uh, but yeah, it's been a great relationship. Well, and I think it speaks really highly of, of just the environment here at Focus on the Family that you know, you don't get enough during your day jobs that you've both been moonlighting <laughs> you for, gotta, for Odyssey as you well. You got to blend into other areas. Exactly. Well, I'm I'm honestly really excited for our conversation today because I know there are tons of adventures and Odyssey super fans out there, and and I hope that what you guys bring to helping us understand what it is in the background is fun for them. But I think I'm even more excited for people who may not be that familiar. I mean, maybe they have heard of it, but really don't know what it is. And and my guess is in our media saturated environment today, even though it's near and dear to our hearts, we've probably got some listeners today who have never heard of Adventures in Odyssey. And so I really want to bring them up to speed on, on what it is and what they can expect. And so today we're going to give you uh, a primer or a primer, depending on where you're from in the United States. Um, <laughs> Who says primer? <laughs> people on the East Coast do, but really? I'm from Iowa, okay. so I say primer. Uh, we're going to give you a primer on Odyssey that stretches all the way back to 1987. And, you know, for those scoring at home, Ronald Reagan was still president. <laughs> so, I mean, that sort of yeah. puts it in historical perspective. And, you know, we may think of the Simpsons as the longest running show in American television history, guess what? Odyssey has it beat by two years and about 200 episodes. So Woo-hoo. take that Bart Simpson. That's right. And with that, <laughs> enough of me setting the table for our conversation. Let's dive in. Um, I want to start with just a, a pretty broad question. If I were adventures in Odyssey, what would I be and and what can people expect to find when they dive into uh, this thing we call Odyssey? Yeah, well, um, you never know what you're going to find when you tune tune in Adventures in Odyssey because we you might tune into a comedy, you might turn into a, an adventure, a mystery, a serious drama, um, but it's going to be entertaining, and uh, um, it's just a it's a variety of episodes and uh but it's also uh, f- fun relatable characters fun interesting stories uplifting messages uh and odyssey though it's a small town um it is a magnet for people that want to take over the world <laughs> and, and so there's there's that, there's, so? there's there's that kind of thing going on as well lots okay. of adventure you know? yeah yeah lots of adventure and intrigue and yeah. when we talk about episodes again just for those who aren't familiar what kind of episodes are we talking about what's the format here Wow. Um, it kind of runs the gamut. I and mean, we've, uh, and I think the, the longevity, 35 years, speaks to not only God's blessing in the program, but also the consistency of content, but the variety of content. So, okay. so it's kind of hard to put it in a box. It's 22 minutes long. I know. It's, it's, it's that an much. audio. That's right. Okay, an I'm, audio now, drama. I'm going to give you the answer audio I'm drama. looking yeah. for. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an audio drama. 22-minute yeah. audio drama. Okay. And, you know, and you think back to uh, radio shows. I mean, some of our listeners may may remember, you know, hearkening back or listening into the old-timey radio shows. And uh, I love it when you do that voice. You sound so old. <laughs> That's true. That for, for Odyssey. Odyssey, yes. I just And anyway, they, but it's, it's like those old-timey shows, only everything is sort of updated to the modern 
present, okay. you know, so you've got all the, all the technology these days to create these amazing sound effects and these amazing worlds just with sound, okay. just with audio presence. And that's very much what uh, Adventures in Odyssey is. In fact, it's one of those things that I think, in a way, it is unique enough because you don't hear uh, audio dramas yeah. anymore. You just it, They're so rare. But it's unique enough they're that— They're making a comeback, though. That's true. That's yeah. true with podcasts. I mean, yeah. we're, we're sort of tuning back into the realm of That's audio true. stories. Anyway, That's true. Sorry to interrupt but, you. But they, they add something very, very special. For those people who haven't really sat down to listen to an audio drama, they add this special sense of, of imagination mm. that, that I think a lot of other shows don't have. Because, you know, you watch a, a movie, you watch a, a cartoon, an, an anime, whatever, and everything is sort of spelled out for you on the screen. Right. In the audio world, you've got to spell it out with two things, sound effects and the voice. And we've got Do some... it again, the voice. <laughs> the voice. There we go. <laughs> and we've got we've got some amazing actors on Adventures in Odyssey. Yep. These incredible actors who are able to just by reading their lines not only tell you what they're thinking, but what's happening around them. Just a slight uh, let you know what they're doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's really, it's really an incredible art form, and it's one of those things that that I think for a long time was almost extinct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and to piggyback off of that, um, because it's not a visual medium, it relies on the imagination. Kids and well, anybody who's listening to this has to use their imagination, and so they they become a part of the show themselves. They kind of become part of a creator of the show because they have to fill in the gaps. Yeah. And uh, and to me, that it's a more immersive. Uh, medium than even film is. Yeah, and we're always looking for ways to get kids off of screens these days, right? Yeah. So the idea of setting them up where they can be doing some other activity and listening is really helpful. It probably is worth mentioning that the core audience for the show is 8 to 12-year-olds. Yeah, that's great. Always has been, uh, as far as we're concerned, always will be, but it's one of those shows that does expand the appeal to children of all ages, and now multi-generational. I mean, right. we've, we've got parents of kids in our target audience who grew up listening to Adventures and Odyssey as kids themselves, and and the, the, at the centerpiece, we talk about how broad and, and, and far-reaching the nature of this program is, but the show focuses on the town. The town is the main character. What's and the name of the town? The town is Odyssey. Okay. Yes. And uh, in, within As Odyssey. In adventures in, I'm just, in Odyssey. I'm just helping those <laughs> yeah. following along, you know. Well, and sort of the centerpiece is the soda shop called Wit's End. And okay. the proprietor of the soda shop is uh, John Avery Whitaker. Oh, hi there. Welcome to Odyssey. I'm John. John Avery Whitaker. <laughs> Most folks around here call me Wit. Uh, he's a wise gentleman. He's a Christian man, an inventor. And uh, one of his uh, early inventions, he's invented some other things uh, through the years, but the Imagination Station is this uh, mechanism where kids can take these journeys through history and into mm. Bible times. And so that, that's one of those things that takes the boundaries and stretches them and lets us explore things in using audio. We don't have to tell. We can show. They can be immersive. Right, which gets to Marshall's point that in any given episode— you don't necessarily know what you're going to get right? Yeah, because right. you have broad boundaries. Anyway. It, it can yeah. be anywhere. I mean, when you're using your imagination to see everything, it, you could be on the top of Mount Everest, you know, yeah. and you can go to any point in time. And that's the great thing about, you know, John Avery's uh, imagination station. And who are some of the other characters that 
are is it a pretty regular cast or do you have new characters most episode or some or both well here's we've had some enduring characters that have been with us from the very beginning we have wit connie and eugene okay and so they've they've been there we have, uh katie lee who plays connie she's been our actress for connie for 35 years now wow the same actress and, as a teenager as a I mean, teen yes a, and her teen voice has barely changed yeah yeah <laughs> in, in, in 35 years um and so we, we do have those core characters but um we also have a lot of auxiliary characters and we, we, we have a lot of changeover we've uh we have almost an entirely other than those three we have an almost entirely different cast now than we did 30 years ago yeah. Uh, and I also honestly think that that's part of the reason for the longevity. Yeah. Okay. Is that I don't think we could have done the Seinfeld model, where you've got you, four, you're, main, uh, four characters. main characters and yeah, all yeah. the stories are around them. I think we would have run out of ideas at this well, point. Well, Seinfeld ran out of ideas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Somewhere around season Turns six out or Seinfeld seven. Yeah. Never actually had any. Well, ideas, actors but... come and go. Uh, kids age out of their roles. So what we have is uh, families. It's sort of an ebb and flow. And yeah. every once in a while, we'll bring somebody back. Um, what's really cool right now in the club is we've just launched uh, this summer a comic strip, a weekly comic strip that allows us to, because we don't need voice actors, we can revisit characters that have been off the show, but still in Odyssey for many years. So uh, th the creativity and the opportunity to use different platforms to tell our stories is just uh, limitless, yeah. really. And I, I think Marshall mentioned uh, kids connecting with the people there in Odyssey. And the fact is that I, I've, I've heard stories of, of people who listen to Odyssey and kids who think those kids are real kids, mm. you know, where they so closely identify with them that it's like they're your friend. Okay. And, it, and it's a cool aspect of the, uh, of the radio world. Well, you know, when we talk about superhero movies, you often get the origin story. Mm -hmm. and, and we've sort of... Um, talked about how this is kind of a, an unusual thing. Where did Odyssey come from? What's the origin story behind Adventures in Odyssey? Uh, well, okay, so in the mid-'80s, uh, Dr. Dobson had on his show uh, Dr. Bruce Wilkinson, who was, okay. a, who was an author. And uh, Dr. Wilkinson um, challenged Dr. Dobson just, and said, you know, it is not enough to just complain about the media and about the portrayal of parents or, or the negative things that you see on TV, it's not enough to complain about that. You have to come up with an alternative and make your own stuff. Mm. And Dr. Dobson took that to heart and decided, okay, well, we're going to do audio drama. And uh, he got Phil Aller and Steve Harris, who were the creators of the show, he got them and said, okay, let's make an audio drama. And, and they, they did. They made this, um, this drama called Family Portraits, which was 13 episodes long, and, and it was very, very popular. And that turned into um, Odyssey USA, which eventually became Adventures in Odyssey. And Phil Lawler is still writing for the team, by yep. the way. And directing, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. So not only do you have continuity with some of the main characters, it sounds like we've got continuity with the creators of the show who've been real caretakers right? You know, since the very beginning. Sure. Well, what else do people need to know about Adventures in Odyssey? We've talked about some of the settings that they might encounter. What are some of the themes that different episodes might deal with? Well, it's a pretty broad palette, actually. Um, I mean, you'll have some shows that are just, just pure kid adventure, where you've got a group of kids in a snowball fight. I mean, you have something <laughs> as simple as that. You can have also very large mysteries, you know, where you've got uh, you've got one character who is is doing something nefarious, but we don't know who he is, and and the kids and 
and wit have to sort of figure that out. So you, you've got such a broad palette. Anything goes. But the great thing with Odyssey is that we always try and come up with some kind of biblical context. So we always think about, okay, what is this show saying to the kid who's listening, okay. you know, sitting in bed before sleep and listening to this show? What is this show then conveying to them about things like like uh, forgiving others mm. or uh, standing upright in your in your walk through wor- the world, you know? When you're dealing with other people, how are you dealing with them? How are you treating them? You just think about just about every biblical concept that you can imagine. Those types of things we've tried to touch on as as the years have gone by. Um, trying to give parents something they can talk to their kids about and say, well, what about, how does this work in your world, in mm. your life? How do you address these kinds of situations? And in addition to the one-offs that we will do on any given show, we do follow journeys for these characters well, that was my next question is yeah. how much is it you know is it like a sitcom and it's totally self-contained or do you have both. sort of multi-episode story arcs yeah, we have both. Yep. Uh, and uh, for instance we, uh, marshall mentioned eugene and connie as being uh, characters or staples of the show but when they arrived in odyssey neither one of them were christians wow so we got a chance yeah. to see their journey in fact um just within the past couple of years marshall wrote a brilliant uh, arc for a character, a young character who is a Christian and went through a crisis of faith and came wow. out stronger on the other side. And it was we've a gotten, really good series. Yeah. And we've gotten some wonderful feedback from, from people who've said, yes, I felt that too. And I thought maybe there was something wrong with me, but because of the way that it was told in story over a number of episodes, it really made it, it made it real to people. And it helps right. kids think through those very issues, yeah. which is, which is an exciting part about it to make it to the, the challenge to make it entertaining, make yeah. it fun, but still raise these questions that people can think through and the kids can. That's great. I mean, honestly, my confession is I have not had much exposure to Odyssey. So I'm speaking from the perspective of a parent who wants to know more about it. And I sure. want to ask some nuts and bolts questions here, too, in terms of how often new episodes are created and released and are there seasons like television or is it sporadic? If somebody wants to begin to dive into the Odyssey world, where do you start? I guess I, those are like four different questions. So well, we, you can we, pick one. <laughs> we, we produce uh, 24 episodes a year. Okay. 12 of those go into albums, okay. uh, which anyone anyone can hear. And that's uh, those come out in the fall, in the uh, spring, in the fall. In like a DVD or a, uh, in, a, in like in, a CD in format? CD form. And they also, it also airs on the radio. On the radio. And, it, and, it puts, okay. and it's on the website, our website, adventuresinodyssey.com. Uh, and then we have 12 episodes that are exclusively in the club, which we haven't talked about yet, okay. which is uh, our, our club is... Uh, um, subscription-based, okay. and, and you get exclusive episodes one a month at the beginning of the month. Okay. You know, I think this is a great segue to talk about not only how you get new and exclusive episodes through the club, but what else does the Adventures and Odyssey Club offer? Because it's it's more than that. And Bob Smithhauser, you kind of run you that. You are the man. Tell us about it. <laughs> well, for one thing, you don't have to keep 73 CD sets on your shelves <laughs> by being able to stream but them I on like demand. them up there. Yes. Well, you know, a lot of people do. I have yeah. them all. You know, but the... The idea in this day and age is to make um, make the media as portable and accessible as possible. And so having more than 950 episodes available 
good to have them in one place where you can, you know, a library that you can go through. Uh, we uh, recently relaunched the site in new and improved, much more uh, robust search tools so that you can look at themes. We talked about themes. You can go by theme and, and try and find episodes that are, uh, uh, you know, specific to situations you may be dealing with. And, and uh, before you move on from that, yeah. I think that's really important yeah. for moms and dads out there that are thinking about getting into Odyssey. The fact is that you don't necessarily have to start with episode number one okay. to make it all the way through the, the 950. You can choose topics that you think your kids could connect with and uh, and as you said make like a playlist of those kinds of shows and it's really uh, very accessible yeah something else cool we just added to the club um is called jumpstart there are little videos very nicely produced that um kind of are quick tutorials on who are the key players uh, what is odyssey what is wit's end those kinds of things so that no matter where you drop in so for me yeah, you could look at those and you'd have a pretty good idea of, of what you're dealing with. But, you know, from the beginning, Adam, we wanted to create more than just a streaming service. Yeah. Uh, it, it's sort of a discipleship tool, um, the way that I look at it, creating uh, supplementary materials, puzzles, games, articles, things that take us deeper into the themes that we're exploring in the club shows. And we've got over 100 exclusive club shows right now. Um, by the way, if anybody's curious about exploring them, uh, we, we have a two-week free trial, okay. no credit card required, so it's real easy to, to check it out and to see what we're talking about. And we'll have uh, a link to that information in the episode notes for today's show as well, so you can easily go check that out and there's also like forums for fans where they can talk yeah. to each other and pre-moderated um, message boards so they're safe that's the most important thing yep. uh, that uh, kids are able to talk to each other uh, it's an online community and um, from the beginning it was the idea of uh, helping kids engage more uh, intimately with the show itself with other fans and obviously with the Lord, that they would deepen their relationship with Christ. And so hopefully we've accomplished that. We've been doing this since early 2014. We mm -hmm. launched it back then. Um, wow, that long. Yeah, yeah, well, I left you guys at the end of 2013 yeah, no, and started I, with them in 2014. Yeah. I've just gotten through my mourning period <laughs> recently, so but it's been a long time. And, yeah. and you guys continue to, I think, hone and perfect what you're able to offer fans and if you are in that category of super fan and you don't know about the club, I mean, this is, you know, what rock have you been under? <laughs> well, there's that too, but I mean, it's sort of everything for the Odyssey super fan. You know, you guys have talked about some of the stories having impact on, on families and on fans and listeners. I would love to hear maybe a couple of your favorite impact stories about the positive ways that adventures in Odyssey has touched listeners. And I'm sure you've got more than we can talk about. So, you know, pick a good one. Well, uh, the, the best stories to me are always the ones where, um, where kids especially make decisions for Christ uh, after listening to an Odyssey show. I remember one story. There was, there was a guy. It was actually a man who was uh, listening to uh, Odyssey while he was in his car. Hmm. And, um, and he was listening to a show called The Time Has Come, which was, is the show where Eugene gets saved. And uh, and as he's driving, he's welling up with tears so much so that he has to pull off the side of the road. Wow! And uh, and he pulls off and he makes a decision for Christ at, at the same time that, that Eugene did. Wow! And uh, and it's me that those yeah. are fantastic stories. There are also like very very kind of simpler stories. I, I remember one about um, a girl in elementary school who 
decided to, uh, to to go across the cafeteria and sit next to a, a person who was lonely, mm-hmm. uh, didn't have any friends, and, and w- just went there and became friends with her. And it was because of an Odyssey episode. And some simple things like that. And then something so dramatic as uh, th- there was a show recently. Uh, actually, it was uh, I wrote this show called Have a Heart a couple of years ago, where um, it involved a, a kid that drowned, and he ended up donating his heart to uh, to a kid in Odyssey. And so a, a girl in high school uh, listened to this, and she was inspired by it. And so she was in, involved in speech competitions and for her school. And so she did a speech on organ donation. Well, uh, I'm not exactly sure of the details, but I think it was it was the friend of uh, the a friend's mother who heard this speech and was uh, inspired to donate her kidney to a complete stranger, and it wow. saved the guy's life. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. And it's not just kids either. I mean, we've got adult stories, too, where, um, like, for example, one of the shows that I wrote dealt with a, uh, a prison ministry because we do dramas, too. And, uh-huh. and in this particular uh, episode, the central character takes steps to reunite with her father. And in real life, someone listening was moved enough by the show that she took steps to connect with her hmm. estranged dad. And and let us know about it. And it was, you know, those kinds of things are pretty moving. Well, my guess is you have a mailbag with, you know, 950 episodes that you could we could tell stories probably for the next yeah. six yeah. hours. I know, Bob, um, you had mentioned another story offline. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we uh, actually have a video that you're going to have a link yes. on your site. Yep. That, uh, but I'll just give you the, the thumbnail sketch of it. There was a hairdresser who had grown up, uh, was familiar with Odyssey, but went in a different direction in her life. And things did not work out well. And uh, one day uh, there was a young man who came into her shop and had what was called the official guide. is basically like an encyclopedia of Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And it reminded her of the shows and how she felt when she was a kid listening to them. She went back and listened to them again. And uh, it, it really it was a rebound for her. It, it hmm. caused her to forsake some really bad habits. And uh, she's got a beautiful family now, and she yeah. credits Odyssey with having a lot to do wow. with that. But and, you know, Adam, for years and still, you're going to see a lot of cases of life imitating art through sure. Plugged In that yes. don't look good that don't have happy See, endings. that's exactly what I was going to say. So you're sticking my landing for me. He's still plugged in it. At, at the, no, <laughs> well, there's part of me that my heart is still there because I understand. I, I see what's going on in the culture. And it is great to know that uh, God can use the good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, he's working in it. And I'm so glad to be part of a team that's putting it together. And well, I, I really do think that, that that's key to why the show has had the longevity that it's had. How, why it's gone as long as it's ha- it has, because I think parents remember when they were listening to the show as a little kid, mm-hmm. when they were listening to the episodes before they went to sleep, they, and how that stimulated them and got them thinking about the right things. And so when they became parents, they wanted their kids to explore that too. And I think that's a real key to why this show keeps going and people really love it. Well, I think that is such a, a great place to bring our conversation to a close. And and hopefully if you're not familiar with Odyssey, this has given you a taste and, and maybe is a catalyst for you to do some more exploring. And again, you'll find links to everything we've talked about today in the episode notes for today's show. And we look forward to inviting some new Odyssey fans into the fold. Thanks, guys. That'd be great. Thanks, Adam. You bet.
Well, in our second segment today, as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to talk about video games. And video games are a huge part of the entertainment landscape that our kids are navigating. And each week, Plugged In reviews a new game. And sometimes the games that get the most attention are the ones you would least Mm. like your kids actually playing. But over the last month or so, uh, we've been in a a pretty nice stretch where we've had some some really terrific games. And they may not be completely perfect, but they are things that if you have young gamers in the house, you might want to check out. Uh, And so Bob Hoos is going to do what I'm going to call a speed round. Since (laughs) we don't have a ton of problems to talk about, um, I'm going to just ask Bob to to tell us about these three games. Let's get started, Bob, with Overwatch 2. What is it and what do families need to know? Well, actually, there are four games we can talk about. Well, let's talk about four. But first, we'll start with the Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch 2 is a hero shooter. Now, let me start out here. The games we're going to talk about right now in this speed round are all sort of fighting, battling kind of games. And so if there are parents that say, whoa, I don't want my kids doing that, well, this might not be your, your, your slice of pie. But there are some games that are out there that are, that are actually, you get into the shooter world and it can be kind of messy. Right. But there are a couple out there that, that are sort of guilt-free, that are, are, are at least guilt light okay <laughs> you know where they're, where they're just not messy and they're but they can be fun at the same time overwatch is um is a shooter and it's a hero battler game it's okay. essentially and this is overwatch 2 by the way which is the latest version the okay. latest of the series and it's it's colorful and comic booky um and you've got uh these characters that all have their own skill sets and you put together teams and then fight against each other okay and that's the primary focus of this. It's a free-to-play game, by the way. Okay. It's one of those games you can just step right in. All you have to do is download it to whatever machine you've got and, or computer, and you can play for free. And, uh, and it, they have some in-game purchasing things. That's how they make their money. But you don't have to buy them if you don't want to. Okay. And these, it's primarily these teams battling, and it's very frenetic, action-oriented game. And I'm guessing that our next game, Splatoon 3, is, is similar but different. Very similar. It, it's a shooter, too, in, when you classify it. But it's all about paint. Right. And so a lot, of their, the a lot of their battles, yes, a lot of their battles are more like turf wars, where they're, they're trying to spread their color paint on the ground rather than shooting down an enemy. Now, you can still hit your opponent with paint, too. But, um, and it's very similar, sort of a, a multiplayer online game, again. Okay. Um, where you're battling with other against other teams. The advantage with this one is that it also has a story-driven single-player mode that okay. you can play offline. The the first one I mentioned, Overwatch 2, has to be online. Okay. This one can And that be, comes with our standard caveat right. that whenever you're dealing with people online, you can hear you things you don't know what hear. you're going to get. Exactly. Uh, but with with uh, Splatoon three, you can have that that fun paint splatting effect uh, offline in a story driven single player mode. And then the other two that I wanted to mention, uh, you had I think you had talked about Lego Brawls. Yes. Well, there's another brawling game out that we're going to actually review that's going up right now uh, called Multiversus. Okay. 
And both of these are brawler games. Now, what that means is it's it's like you think about this small area with platforms and you've got these characters that are fighting each other as they jump up and down the platforms and they've got their own skill sets and their own weapons or whatever they've got. And they're and they're battling. And they kind of harken back to the 80s arcade yes, style, very, right? Very much like that. Um, and they are very fast and very frenetic in their action. But the good thing about these two and all the others, uh, the other two that I mentioned, uh, they're not bloody. They're not yeah. messy. You don't have, you're not killing people. Uh, you're, you're just battling and it's sometimes... It's more like Mario on steroids yeah, it's, with exactly, these that's two that exactly we're talking what about, the right? brawlers are like. The Lego brawlers is, uh, is obviously Legos and you're creating your, your battlers with Lego pieces. And the other one, uh, Multiversus, is all Warner Brother characters. Okay. So you've got, like from the Warner Brother cartoons, you've got Batman and Superman. Bugs Bunny. You've got Tom and Jerry in there. And and they've also got some odd ones, like they've got Arya, Arya Stark in there from... If you, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like, why? What is she doing in here? But in any case, it's all still very fun and uplifting, and it's a lot of action. And kids tend to like this now yeah. i'll be honest it's never been the the battler games the shooter games have never been my cup of tea i don't really enjoy them all that much but in each one of these cases these games are fun and designed to create fun atmospheres that kids can get involved with and not too many problems really. right right i'm again with any shooter you've got the idea of okay if exactly. my kid is pushing triggers and shooting at people is that the good thing to do so you've always got to take that in consideration but these make it as clean as possible all right well bob i wanted to end our conversations on video games today on a little bit of a, a personal note which yeah. we don't always do in our second segment on the plugged in show you are not only our resident video game guru but you're someone who's enjoyed video games with your family as yeah. well and i would love to just hear briefly how video games have been a relationship building opportunity for you and your family. Well, you pretty much said it right on the okay. right on the nose. <laughs> I mean, the fact is that I think we've had especially within our Christian community, we we've, we've had points where we've thought, man, games, video games, ooh, bad news, bad news, throw them out. But we can still use these these uh, games and entertainment devices as tools to connect. Uh, we really can. Uh, I, all of my kids played video games, and all of them enjoyed them. Uh, I, I remember one particular older game, I can't remember the title of it right now, but where my, my youngest daughter and my son, who were sort of in different realms. Yes, they didn't, they didn't <laughs> work together all that well or all that often, but the two of them really connected on this game because it allowed them to build their own gaming levels. And it really created a bond uh, there just over this game. Uh, and I found the same thing to be the case with my son and I. Mm -hmm. The fact is that as he grew into his teen years, you know, as kids become teens, sometimes they have issues with their parents. They can, right. they can draw away. They can think their parents are just these dummies that just don't understand the world. But, but video games gave my son and I this area where we could 
connect and communicate. Have some common ground. Yes, we could play the games, have fun with the games, but we could also talk while we were playing the games. And we could talk about things he might be dealing with. And so it became something where you could easily have a conversation without it having to feel like, okay, we're going to sit down and talk now, son. Right. You know, and and so it was a very positive atmosphere and a very positive element of playing games together. I love that. And I love that it shows that entertainment's complicated, right? I mean, there is stuff out there that we want to avoid and that we recognize as really counter to our Christian worldview in many ways and, and stuff that we don't want our kids involved in. But I think, you know, what you're saying is we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. In fact, in fact, Adam, when you're playing these games with your kids, you can help them learn how to discern what's a good or a bad game. Yeah. You can point out why, oh, you know this one? We better not play this one. Yeah. So thank you for sharing a little bit of your story. And I hope that the games that we've talked about today, if you're not familiar with them and you are a video gaming family, maybe those are some things that you can check out and you can find Bob's full reviews for each of those in the episode notes for today's show. Well, thanks again for spending some time with us today at The Plugged In Show. And if you have enjoyed our conversation Please tell your friends. Word of mouth is really the best way to let other people know about the Plugged In Show. And you can leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. And we would love to hear from you. Um, You know, I think we always ask you to maybe write us in and tell us what you think of the topics that we've discussed. But this one today is a big one. Are you an Adventures and Odyssey super fan? Who's your favorite character? What's your favorite episode? We would love to hear from you and to share that with other Plugged In Show listeners. And you can get in touch with us via Facebook or Instagram or send us a message at team at thepluggedinshow.com and, and maybe we'll feature your story on an upcoming episode. So by all means, send them our way. And as our thank you for being a part of the Plugged In Show family, as we talked about earlier, we'd love to make you aware of a special offer today to try the Adventures in Odyssey Club free for two weeks. And you'll find a link that will give you more information about that in the blog entry for this week's show. And You know what? If you are a binger, it's going to take you a minute to get through 950 episodes. (laughs) So, you know, it's not like uh, doing one season of TV. We have a lot to keep you occupied for weeks and then maybe even years to come. Well, thanks again for spending some time with us today. We appreciate you and we love having a chance to invite you into these conversations about how pop culture, entertainment and technology shape our lives and impact our faith. And we look forward to connecting with you again next week on another episode of The Plugged In Show.